I'm Pete Primo. This is the podcast for furniture and mattress store owners who want to make more money without the BS. Welcome to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. If you own a furniture or mattress store or you work in one, this is a podcast for you. Pete Primo here with my co-host, Doug Stewart. It is episode 19. Doug, how did this happen so fast? Really quick, Pete. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Hey, listen, we started to talk before we got on the, on the, the recording here, and we were talking about selling premium products, and one of the things that we were talking about is kind of rights and responsibilities and kind of the social contract that we have um, when we are um, put in a leadership position to help customers uh, select uh, mattresses or furniture for that matter. And, you know, you've been on the road a lot lately. You've been training hundreds of uh, hmm. retail salespeople lately. I really haven't done a lot of training lately. And, and I found some of the things that you had mentioned to be fascinating and I want you to share a little bit about, you know, the responsibility that the RSA has to the consumer uh, when they are presenting or not presenting uh, premium products. You want to go on a little rant, my friend? I live in a rant, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that the first thing that we have to do is, as salespeople with integrity is, is to recognize that Every one of our customers are uniquely different, and they purchase the products we have or they do not purchase the products that we have um, for very different reasons. And that it's almost never, and, and, I, and I train on this a lot, it's almost never money. Almost never. And the reason they make decisions or they don't make decisions is based on the story that they tell themselves about their money. right? So it all starts sort of with us like making this... Um, or having this understanding that there's oftentimes, especially in our industry, an unrealistic expectation um, about what your customer can expect out of their purchase or out of their potential purchase. And so I believe that every customer has really two expectations when they walk into a mattress shop. Uh, one expectation is for quality, right? Through the roof. If, if I sort of look at it like, the picture of a of a house, right? So in my house, I have I have stuff in the in the attic that goes in the attic, and I have stuff in the garage that goes in the garage. I have stuff in the basement that goes in the basement, and then I have all the other stuff, right? And so when I have things that that I want to put in different places, it it's very dependent upon what that thing is as to where I put it and how valuable it is to me. And so if it's really valuable, I'm oftentimes going to put it somewhere where it's really hard to get to like the attic, and if it's not as important, I may put it in the basement, right? So the basement, is, the basement may flood, and it may be gone, but, you know, it is what it is. But those old pictures, the old albums, the, the most prized possessions that I don't have out in my home go up into the, go up into the attic, right? And so our customers do the same thing with their, with their expectations. They put their expectations really high because it's the most important thing is what they're actually going to get out of the purchase, expectation goes really high it's through the roof it's, there should never be a problem with it it should last for 500 years right it should be 
they should be able to hand it down to them, their kids, lasts a really long time, and that's cool, provided that they have, or provided that they purchase our best quality product. So if they're purchasing our best quality product, their expectations can be through the roof. The issue is, is they oftentimes do not purchase our best quality products, but we allow them to have that really big expe- expectation, and we don't recognize that there's there's something in their other hand, which is price. And if expectation is through the roof, price is in the basement. And our job as salespeople with integrity is to make sure that both of those expectations are on the same floor. And it doesn't matter which floor. It doesn't matter if they're in the living room, they're in the attic, or they're in the basement. Both have to be on the same floor in order for the customer to have a, uh, have a positive interaction with your company and with that product. And to ultimately enjoy what they think that they're purchasing. Because the worst thing I believe you can do is, is sell, sell a low-priced product to a customer and allow them to leave your store with a high expectation. And yeah. low price is cool, but they have to know that the expectation has to match the price, the, quality right. of the, the overall quality of the product. Right. And so when, when, we, when we give our customers the okay to have that disproportionate um, expectation versus price is when we really get ourselves into trouble. We end up with bad reviews online. We end up with unhappy customers. We end up with comfort returns, and all of those things erode our margin and erode our relationships. Doug, do you remember those six-piece wood groups? You could get all six pieces. Um, they came in different fabrics. The step-up fabric was buggy blue, which. Mm-hmm. You know, was gray and brown. There was no blue in it. Right, whatsoever. right, right, right. Yeah. My, I worked for a guy named Craig Price, and he owned Price Chopper Furniture, and it was a promotional uh, furniture store. And what he made us do, we had four different groups. We had a two ninety nine, a three, a four, and a five ninety nine. Um, of these groups. And what we had to do when we sold each and every one of them, we had to bring the customer over and point out that this is wood and it's pine. Do you see that dent there? That's the way it is. Do you see that little like little teardrop where the lacquer ran? That's the way this comes. Right. And basically, we had to sell straight. And God forbid that Craig Price ever caught us trying to sell a six-piece wood group as Ethan Allen, we would have lost our jobs. We had to make sure that their expectations were in line with what they were about to receive. And the common complaints that you get on those wood groups is, well, I got a little chunk of wood or I got a little dent here and I got a little lacquer run there. Mm-hmm. We had to point out, this is going to have a lacquer run. This is the way right. this is. If you want something better, we have all kinds of furniture here. Happy to help you with that. If you want this, we're happy for you to take it, and you can take it with you, or, or we'll deliver it however you want to do that. But but basically, he built in a system that managed their expectations, mm-hmm. and we had to follow that script very specifically. If not, we all knew what that would mean. Sure. And, you know, I think a common, a common mistake salespeople make is believing or not understanding that that is where value starts. They think value is a really high expectation. Value is really an appropriate expectation. 
And the real, I think the best, probably the best lesson I ever got on this particular topic was from my grandfather when I was a kid. And so my grandfather, t- and I'm, we may have talked about this before, my grandfather took me to Salvation Army and he gave me $300. And he said, go in and buy as much furniture. This is, this was, I thought this was a negotiation lesson, right? Go in and buy as much furniture as you can for $300 and do not pay too much for it. So we went in at the same time. We kind of parted ways, but he wanted to hear me. So he kind of was off to the side and he listened to me dicker with this, this lady, from the, the manager from Salvation Army. Well, for 300 bucks, we got like a ton of furniture. And we're riding back to the furni- his furniture store because we were going to put it that next morning was Saturday. We were going to put it out on the front lawn and have a used furniture sale. And anything I made, I was going to be able to keep after I paid my rent for the land that I used for that morning because it was his land. That's just sort of how he rolled. And, but I can remember, that here, was the, here was where the value thing happened. He said, Doug, if you pay a dollar for something, what should you sell it for? And he had always taught me, you try to double your money every time you can. So if you buy it for a dollar, you sell it for two dollars. And he said, here's, here's what you have to remember. Value is buying something for a dollar, but you have to sell it for two dollars to someone who would be willing to spend three dollars on it. That's value. And I never really, I never forgot that. And That's a great lesson. And what most of the time happens is expectation is higher than price, but when you can reverse that and have the expectation and the price be the same, and then they leave and get more, that's when that's value. That that delta is what value really is, what they get over what they expect. And um gosh, I, I never really I never forgot that. And so I think the first thing is is obviously expectation, understanding that. The second thing is opportunity. A lot of times I'll ask this to salespeople, and um, especially in sales training, when we're talking about product protection, um, pillows, mattress protectors, sort of the add-on things, and especially around premium products, selling your best products. And so here's here's the question. I'll ask you this, Pete. What do you call an adult who makes a decision for another adult without their consent. What do you call that person? I have some words floating around in my head. None of them are anything I'm willing to say <laughs> on a podcast. So I am going to water down what I'm thinking in my mind, and I am going to say a, a dictator, a, a jerk, a not nice person, an irresponsible person. Am I getting close? You're getting close. Um, you're right on the money, dude. I mean, I hear, I hear dictator. I hear communist. I hear bigot. I hear jerk. I hear uh, idiot. Right. I hear all of these things. Um, the 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 issue is, and and here's here's kind of the lesson out of that. When when we as salespeople make decisions for our customers without their consent, we're we're we are we are demonstrating the characteristics of those people, the people who. Um, who are, who are maybe bigots? Who are who are com- who are communists? Right? Who who are jerks? Who who believe that they know what's better than the person um, that is actually living it out? Right? And so our real job isn't to make decisions for people. Our job is to help people 
curate the information they have so that they can make the best decision possible for themselves, their lives, and their family. And so I think a lot of times what happens, and it's easy to do because I and I've I've been guilty of this time and time again, is based on what someone drives, based on what someone how someone dresses, based on how someone perceives my industry or the way that that, that business works within my industry, I'll make a decision about what they will or will not buy and never give them an opportunity to say yes or no to a particular segment of my business. Whether that's the premium products, whether that's um, mattress protectors, whether that's pillows, whether that's an adjustable base. Um, I believe that if, if and only if you want to be a salesperson or business owner with integrity, it is an obligation to give each customer the same opportunity to buy your best products. And when you're not doing that, you're acting out the characteristics of someone who you probably don't want to be. That's a great point, Doug. That is so true. Give each customer an opportunity to buy your best products and do not prejudge them. Right. You don't have the right to prejudge them. Right. They, they might live up to your expectation that you have, but every now and again, they will surprise us. Yeah, and you only have to mess up once, right? You only have to mess up once. You could be a pretty darn good guesser, but if you're not batting, batting a thousand, you're doing your customers a disservice. Absolutely. You absolutely are. And, you know, I, I also found that once I, I had that realization on the sales floor, it helped me to close more business because I was more focused on what they believed, what they thought, and helping helping them uh, to curate the information they had, whether it was true or false information. Because as we know that today, we're not the owners of the information the internet is. And so customers come in either knowing as much as our salespeople, knowing more, or having so much false information that they have a hard time connecting. And so it's our, our responsibility to help them curate that information so they can make better decisions. And so what I learned was oftentimes salespeople would disagree with me even when I was right. right? Because I had a level of knowledge about the, the products in my store, the brands that I carried, the brands that my competitors carried, the things my competitors did versus the same things I did. And I knew a lot of times that my solution was better and they disagreed and still left, which is a problem for me because <laughs> I felt like, number one, I'm not getting the business. I'm losing money. But also they're going to make a bad decision and be dissatisfied. And here's here's how this changed for me. And I don't know if I've shared this this um, sort of conclusion statement um, maybe with you before, but, but I love this. And this closed a lot of sales for me. And so if I had done my work and if I had sort of identified their past perceptions and experience, I had clearly identified what they wanted out of the product and understood where the expectation gap was versus what they wanted to spend and was able to help them work through their own knowledge and add knowledge to that so that they could make a, a good decision, I stopped giving people my opinion as a salesperson. Completely stopped. And I learned that if I couldn't close a sale by saying, based on what I heard you say, as a way to recommend the product, then I hadn't done my work. And so I would say, based on what 
I just heard you say, and then I'd say two or three things that they said, which would be the reasons for them to purchase. And then I would say, that's why I think this is the right product for you. Do you agree with that? Here's what I learned, that people would disagree with me a lot. Their opinions, whether right, wrong, or indifferent, were oftentimes different than my opinions. But when I told them what they said, and that was the reason for them to purchase, they almost never disagreed with themselves. They can't. <laughs> no. They can't. No. Well, I mean, and that was a way for me to maintain my integrity, right? Because I would say, ba- here's based on what you've told me, based on the information I have, based on the conversations that we've had, these, this is, that is the reason. Your opinion is the reason that you should purchase this. And I'm just a curator here, right? I'm a, I'm a mattress therapist. <laughs> right. I'm just the guy that's helping you work through the emotions and the, uh, the intelligence that you've, that you've gained so far through this process. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here to help you find the best product for yourselves. And I know that I will treat you better post-sale than anyone else. And so it was really easy for me to, to feel really good about the decisions that they made. That is pure selling gold, my friend. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's very interesting that you came to that place because I came to the same place. Um, Exactly. Um, I didn't say it exactly the way you did, but um, I use a lot of those same exact statements. And, and, you know, really, it's the only place that you can really sell from. Because when you take it upon yourself um, and it's not theirs anymore, you're just asking for problems. And sure. when, when it's right. theirs, when they own it, and it's theirs. That's the easiest way to do it, and it's the best way to do it. Um, right. So let me ask you a question. You've got a customer, and they have just picked the exact wrong thing for them. How do you handle that? Do you just write it up and not say a word, or do you bring up your concerns and? Uh, ultimately tell them that it's their decision how do you how do you handle that because I, I know not only did you sell for a long time on the retail floor but you work with a lot of retailers all the time and I'm sure you're exposed to some really great salespeople mm-hmm. and you're Absolutely. probably exposed to a wide variety of salespeople so I'm, I'm trying to ask you know based sure. on everything that you hear and see out there how would the best salespeople handle that situation? Yeah. Well, I think I'll, I'll, preface, I'll preface the answer by saying there are a few things that I share or write about that are original ideas. Most of the time it's something I've seen demonstrated sure. um, because, because I'm in front of a ton of amazing salespeople. And right. when I'm not, I'm in front of salespeople that aren't amazing. And they they just demonstrate backwards of what I want to teach, <laughs> so I'll say don't do that. But but there are so many that I see that are that just like kill it, right? And so, you know, I, I believe based on my observation of of many many really great salespeople that selling is really a is 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 really a demonstration of unspoken. 
uh, how do I want to say this? It's really a demonstration of unspoken permissions. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll give you an example. If you're if you're focused on their expectation and giving them the opportunity to try your best products, if those are your two primary um, focuses when they come in the door, then you're going to ask questions that that give you unspoken permissions to speak into their into their purchase. So I'll give you an example. You may ask about the product they're replacing, the mattress they're replacing. So tell me a little bit about the mattress that you're replacing and maybe why you're replacing it. Okay, so it, maybe it didn't last long enough. Maybe it's maybe it's uncomfortable. Maybe it's whatever, right? So let's say it didn't last long enough. And that's one of the things. It lasted six years. They thought it was going to last 15. It should have lasted 30, right? But it only lasted six. Well, if we're getting closer to the end of the sale, it's okay for them to buy a mattress that's only going to last five years. Because every mattress in your store, every product in your store, every piece of furniture in your store is for someone. Our job is to figure out if the someone that's willing to swipe their card is that the right someone. And if it is, then sell it. If it's not, you can sell it, but they need to know. And so the way that I would approach that is I would have done my work in terms of understanding why they're making that decision. And if they're making it based on price, my reaction would be, Great. This is going to be the exact price that you want to spend. However, you're probably going to be replacing this in five years or so. Are you comfortable with that or do we need to look at something that's going to last you a little longer? An even better question may be, okay, so this is going to get you the price that you want. Tell me, just so I make sure that you, that I can feel as though you're buying the right product, is price more important than quality? And if they say yes, they're the right person for that, and that's cool. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm moving in three years. I don't really care. I'm, you know, don't care. It's going to stay behind with the house. I just need something to get me through. Great, that's the right thing for you. No, I need it to last longer. Okay, this may not be the right one. This may be the right comfort level. So let me show you a few products that are going to last you a little longer with the relatively the same comfort, and that may be a better product for you, right? Because they've given me permission to speak that into their into their sale, into their purchase. And when you don't get those unspoken permissions up front, then you just have to cross your fingers and hope to God you don't get a call 10 days later because <laughs> you probably will. Yeah, you right? will. You will. Um, that's awesome. You know what? I can't believe it's 22 minutes later and I think we, you gave our, our, uh, our RSAs and our our retail store owners some real solid gold nuggets here that they can go out and make more money with Doug I I can't thank you enough sure cool hope it helps somebody I hope it helps them too well <laughs> listen we will see you on episode 20 can you believe it Two zero. how fast does this go I know right crazy over and out guys take care Thank you for listening to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. We love reviews at our podcast. They help us get found. Please review us at iTunes or Stitcher. And while you're there, please subscribe. This podcast was brought to you by Primo Furniture Sales. For more tips on selling furniture and mattresses, go to PetePrimo.com. Till we meet again, sell a million. Thank you.